and welcome to Cat Out of the Bag. I'm Cat Hennessy, and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello, queens, and welcome back to another episode of Cats Out of the Bag. I am so pumped for this. This is an episode I've been wanting to do from the get-go and I'm finally bringing it all to all of you. I have Jess and Lawrence here. They are from our secret spot. They run a fabulous swingers club in Sydney and I am going to bring them in and they're going to tell you a little bit more about their life and their work and just everything you guys want to know. So welcome guys. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> yeah, very snazzy. So excited to have you. So I guess like I'd love for you guys to just give me a little introduction about like who you are, what you do, all of that jazz. Yeah, of course. Um, so Lawrence and I run our secret spot. It's a swingers club here in Annandale, Sydney. Um We've had the company for almost nine years now, um, and we used to have a beautiful little establishment in Darlinghurst, but we've moved it to Annandale, um, and we open every Friday and Saturday and some Sundays um, to all swinging lifestylers and any curious minds. Oh, my God, I love that (laughs) so much. So how does one get access like can anyone come or do you have to like apply or what's what's the what's the procedure for, say if I or any random person off the street wanted yeah. to come there is an intense vigorous hating process <laughs> caps, and only the top will make no, no. <laughs> uh, the basically anyone is welcome to join the uh, the club and come to the club uh, provided uh, they sort of fit a couple of criteria. We mostly have couples that come along to the club, male, female couples. Uh, we do allow same sex, trans people, all the rest of it, anything in between. It's just, that's just predominantly who our, our customer base is. Uh, we also have single women and men uh, allowed to come to the club. Uh, all you have to do really is um, turn up or buy your ticket online, turn up on the night, make sure you're well presented and come with a positive attitude. We don't exclude anyone for age or body type or anything like that. But what we are after is someone who's just well presented and they, you know, they're ready to ready. They come to the venue ready to rock and roll with a good attitude. Yeah. Attitude's everything. You can always tell from somebody's um, uh, body language and energy when they come in, like you don't want something that's a bit negative. Yeah, of course. And like, so once they get there, do you, they, don't, they just kind of enter and come into the party. You don't like sit them down and ask them any questions or anything? Um, so what happens with us in particular, we get people to come to the front door um, and then we check them in through a little iPad. And then the door host um, of the night will ask if they're a new couple. And if they are, um, one of our hostess inside will show them around, give them the little rundown on um what's expected from them, what they can expect from OSS. Um, just a few rules about, you know, mobile phones and sticking together and safe sex. Um, and then they basically bring them back down to the bar section and let them be and do as they please. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I guess that was another one of my questions. Like, is are people required to wear condoms when they're, you know, having sex with the, mm. someone? Someone? Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, we don't have a policy of you must wear a condom because there are people here that come with their partners, their husband or wife or their long-term long-term spouse. They're not wearing condoms between each other and we can't reasonably uh, enforce that on them. Mm. One, it, and another reason is be labor intensive on us. So <laughs> we'd have to have... I don't know how many what, staff like members just checker? standing around <laughs> looking at everyone having sex and just sort of like being a little bit horizontal sometimes. Like, what are they doing? Who's that there? Um, also, we, we, find- we like to empower people, give people education about protecting themselves from uh, uh, sex, uh, STIs and then giving them education about sexual health. We find that the, the swinging community or the lifestyle community have a really good understanding about sexual health and how to best protect themselves because, yes, it is an increased risk, but if using protection like condoms, lube and dam and the rest of it properly, your, your risk uh, is, is diminished quite a lot. Uh, so we just like to educate people. That's that's our best uh, tool and uh, for getting people to be safe in the in the lifestyle. Yeah, of course. That that makes total sense. Um, yeah, I was just so 
you know, I, I feel like I don't know nothing about this topic. So I was like, do people have to pr- like prove that they, you know, have a negative STI t- check or like, I didn't know how deep it would go. Yeah. No, we don't, no, we don't do any uh, screening in that sense either of, of doing an STI check or presenting us with your papers at the door. Like, like you said, it's just sort of you, you as a person in the club, if you are going to have sex with someone you only just met that night or whatever, then as hopefully a responsible adult, you'd use protection to one, protect yourself, totally. uh, protect the other person and any future partners that you have. And not everyone has sex with other people when they come to the club. Some people use the, the venue as a exhibitionist uh, space or a voyeurism space. Like mm-hmm. they're not actually interacting sexually with anyone aside from their, their long-term partner or partner. So yeah, it, it just become a, a more logistical problem for us to like, ask everyone for papers when it's just like, well, that's not what we're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to make it as sexy as possible. And I feel like handing over your STD card, you're like, hey, I'm just checking them all sweet. Um, it's a little bit time consuming. But um, as a venue, we definitely keep all the products here to make sure you are safe and sexy. Yeah, yeah. we buy industrial quantities. <laughs> the condom store loves us. And we go through industrial quantities per weekend. So it's, it's fun. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> There's a lot of sex happening. <laughs> That's great. Okay. So like, I've just have literally so many questions. How did you get <laughs> this? What, tell me about how this all started. So Lawrence over here um, came to me about this concept of running a swingers club on our first date. Um, and then from there, basically the plan came to fruition and Lawrence and I opened the club, I'm going to say seven or two, nine months afterwards, after mm-hmm. we met. Yep. And essentially that was kind of how everything started. We came up with this concept together and we sat down and we actually went on an Ikea date together to go looking for furniture and concepts and ideas that we wanted the club to look like. So we were both on the same path and the same mindset. Um, And then essentially that's kind of how it happened. It sort of blew up from there. That's awesome. So is it something that you were both kind of – doing before like were you both kind of swinging and then wanted to bring the experience to other people or was it something that you weren't involved in at all i was involved uh with a previous partner uh before i met jess uh that relationship ended and then i did meet jess so i was sort of in this lifestyle for probably about a year or so uh or year year or two before i met jess and then i introduced the lifestyle uh, the swing lifestyle to jess and then that's when uh so we got together, we tried it together a few months, a few months into our relationship and then the club followed that. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> it was a very interesting um, way to explain what somebody wanted from their life on a first date. I'd never had anybody, um, especially of that young age, come to me and be like, hey, I'm into swinging and I'd like to introduce you to this lifestyle. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've never... Like I've been on a lot of dates in, in my, in my time and um, (laughs) I've never had anyone bring that up. I did have, um, I did hook up with this guy who was in an open relationship um, and I guess that's another question I got was like, what is the difference between swinging and an open relationship? Like how, how are they different? It can be quite... It's very or nuanced or very different, depending yeah. on who you ask in this um, scenario. Yeah. I guess like, at least from my perspective, like opens a little bit more where you have your primary, like your partner who you come back to and then open means that you can openly date, you can openly play with other people. You can, um, whereas with swinging, I guess it's a bit more of a broader term where it's like, this is activities that happen within a controlled environment. Yeah. And is swinging something that most people do with their partner or is it quite frequent that like someone who is in a relationship would do swinging by themselves as well? Definitely both. Uh, I do find that, especially at OSS, the majority of people coming to the venue are swinging couples. I don't know if it's maybe because of the way that we've marketed the place. However, we do get a, like a big influx of singles as well who want to experiment with either couples or with other singles themselves. Mm, okay. And then, so like you walk in, what, what are we dealing with? There's obviously like a bar where someone can order drinks. Like are there beds set up? Are there like sex rooms? Like what's the, <laughs> yeah. So 
Unfortunately, we don't have a licensed bar, but we do have a bar. Um, just because in New South Wales, we can only have a sex on premise license. We can't have the two, which is fair. We're happy with that. Um, however, we do get guests to bring their own alcohol. So um, once you enter the venue, you can pop your drinks down with the wonderful bar assistants and then somebody will show you around. So you'll walk down the ground floor, which is has the pool table, dance floor section and a little bit of mingling area. Then you'll be taken upstairs to what we call our playrooms. So we have one side um, left to the lockers, which is our little private playrooms. So there's three of those wonderful rooms and you can either close the door, you can have a little chain put across so people can just watch um, or you can basically just leave the door open and have anyone join. Um, And then to the right-hand side of the lockers, which are upstairs, um, you'll have the big open group room. So that's kind of... Somebody had said something really good the other day and I completely forgot it and I was like, what do you use that in the podcast? And it's completely gone over my mind. But basically, it's like a, a mini orgy room. Fuck yeah. It's not a mini orgy room. It's a, it's a full-size orgy room. <laughs> full-size orgy room. Um, it's, so yeah, basically. I need to like pause this tour. I need to ask you questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay, so the first room, so the, the what did you say, the secret room or the private room? Private rooms. Okay, so let's say I'm just going to be pretend I'm coming to the club, which I'd love to. Um, so <laughs> let's say I'm, you know, coming with my partner and we want to have sex, but we don't want anyone to join or watch. We would go mm-hmm. in there and like close the door. Yeah. So once the door is closed, we have a no open policy. So customers are welcome to go in there. We just tell them obviously don't spend the whole night in there. No. However, go inside, enjoy the company of yourself, which is quite common, especially for newbies as well, to want to just spend that time reconnecting with their partner, especially if it's quite overwhelming at first, or if they just want to have get basically live porn in the background noise um, while they're inside the room. Cool. And then, so then you said if there's a chain, people can watch and yeah. then... If there's the if the doors open, people can come in and join. And is it just a room with a bed in it? Yeah, it looks like a little mini hotel room essentially, uh, with like a table and condoms on top of it, and then a light uh, which is over the bed host um, to then basically highlights the bed. And it's I don't know how big it is. It's smallish. Yeah, it's small. It's just literally yeah. a room with a bed, uh, just for people to. Play, play it off themselves. That's that's it. That's, yeah. that's all there is to do in there. Um, and then also, yeah. Like, how often do the sheets get changed? Um, we try and change them as much as possible. However, on our tours, we do let customers know that in every single room there are spare sheets. Um, especially because on the nights it can be quite busy, and we can't always get to the rooms before the next couple changeover. Mm. So uh, we let them know that there are spare sheets or spare pillowcases inside cupboards or drawers nearby the beds. Yeah. If they want it. I mean, I'm sure most people wouldn't really care that much, but. <laughs> most people are in the heat at the moment to yeah, not so notice anything else. Oh, let, let me get out my STI certificate and then. Make, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it's like their stamp of approval that they walk around with. <laughs> well, the staff are around there. We're up there constantly. Like, but yeah, it's one of these things that say like if, we had to watch every person put a condom on and watch for every person finishing on a bed. We'd just be standing there all night looking at oh. people just, and so we. <laughs> Not that we don't. Enjoy oh, we're, we're around and we do change. <laughs> I change the sheets a bunch, but it's, uh, yeah, it's sometimes you've got to time it right as well. Like you, can, mm. you get a sense, ooh, that was the final O. Uh, I'm going to be nearby getting ready to change these sheets. <laughs> sometimes they're, they're in the middle of it and you just go, ah, that'll probably be another 20 minutes and you walk off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so then there's also, I completely forgot, um, there's a voyeur room um, in between the lockers and the private rooms, um, so just before you get to the orgy room, which has a two-way mirror, so us wonderful guests can see inside, but the people inside that room can't see out. So it's cool. a, basically like an exhibitionist um, dream, wet dream. Yeah, like a police interrogation room. <laughs> So, but sexier. But sexier. <laughs> like someone can watch in, watch you having sex, but you can't see them watching you. Yeah, it's just yeah. a mirror. You're yeah. looking at yourself. Yeah. Flexing. Flexing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I flex in that mirror. <laughs> I love it. And what about if someone's like, oh, yeah, I just had a you know great road, now I want to have a little quick shower. Is there anywhere for them to like have a you know rinse off or anything if they wanted? Yeah, we've got a few showers in the club, but our – our feature shower area is in the orgy room and it's, it's probably be like 
three, three and a half meters or three and a half meters. It's a massive space uh, with lots of shower heads in it. So it's a big, big old orgy shower. Um, and there's a, and there's a built in bench into it as well. So you can sit down and relax if you want to like, have a have a little have a rinse off after some uh, frivolous activity. <laughs> it's also a good little bench because you sit down on it and you look directly into the orgy room, so you can take in all the orgy that's happening without being involved in it as well. Which you still is, get wet and, <laughs> in multiple yeah. ways, I guess. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and some shower sex as well. For a bit of oh a god, that exactly. always happens, especially when it's super super busy. Um, people optimize on every space possible in this venue. Yeah. What's like busy? Like how many people are we talking? Uh, well, our venue has a capacity of 120 and every weekend and every night we open, we have 120 in here. So really? yeah. <laughs> there's 120 horny people every night. It's excellent. <laughs> regulars, like you're like, hey, Sally, welcome back. Like are there people that come all the time? Oh, you know Sally too. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, we have regulars. Yeah. And, and some people will come and go like in terms of the, uh, the regular Regularly. attendance, but like, you know, we've got a couple at the moment. They're probably here every other weekend. Mm. Uh, we see them. Um, I think like, on average, for, for most couples who we would consider regulars, we probably see maybe once every month or six weeks or something like that. Mm. Uh, just because obviously it's, you know, not every weekend you go out <laughs> to do something like this. But uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the regular, what we would call regular. Yeah, right. And yeah, okay. So mm. I guess, oh my God, I'm just like, my mind's going like ding, ding. So what if, <laughs> do you think sometimes people would come and then like actually not find someone that they want to you know, have sex with or be intimate with? Yeah, definitely. There's um, not always somebody that you're going to find attractive. However, during those times, you might be able to have a conversation with somebody you never thought you'd be able to talk to and just kind of get some knowledge on different things in the lifestyle, um, making new friends who Lawrence has a great way of describing it as pants on friends. Is that what you? Three levels of friends. You've got pants on friends, which are just like, you know, friends that you, you go out to a bar with, maybe see a movie or whatever it is, have some drinks and cocktails. And you've got your underpants friends who you're around sexy situations, but you don't actually have sex together. And then you've got your pants off friends, which <laughs> would imply that you take your pants off. <laughs> the genitals that are exposed, so we're, we're having sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it definitely def- doesn't ruin anyone's night, thankfully, because um, you go home and it's basically like watching live porn and you go home with your partner and go, did you see that? And it kind of um, builds that sexual tension in between you guys. Yeah. We've also put a lot of emphasis into making a space where people can have a really good night without actually having sex with people if that's not what they want to do or mm-hmm. that's not what they find. Uh, so... The the whole ground level that Jess explained earlier is just a basically a, a regular type nightclub or bar that you would find yourself in. If you just stayed on this level, you wouldn't know actually where you were unless someone told you or you went upstairs. And that's the way we wanted it. So you could have a great night. You didn't meet anyone you you, you particularly clicked with. That's okay. But at least you had a fun night out socializing with people with your partner or if you were on your own. And yeah, hopefully you can come back again and see who else you might find. But it's taking the pressure off of you have to have sex here to make it a good night. Mm, of course. So is it pretty much like downstairs people don't really have sex, but upstairs is, you know, where the, where the good stuff happens? Correct. We keep it, I call it the PG level, the ground floor. <laughs> it's just no nudity or actual sex, but you can make out and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing too hardcore because we want people who are, they might need a break. They've come from upstairs or downstairs. Yes, there's another level. Oh, yeah. Uh, or people who are walking in for the first time off the street, they just need a bit of a, a breather. Mm, okay, cool. And so what if like, let's say I wanted to go and I, you know, didn't meet anyone on the PG level that mm-hmm. I wanted to sleep with, but I kind of just wanted to go upstairs and like watch people fuck. Like, mm-hmm. could I do that? Yeah, 100%. As, uh, as long as you're coming into like a lingerie outfit or dressing down so you're not intimidating the people in the playrooms, yeah. you can go for gold. Yeah. <laughs> and you might find that person in the, in the playroom. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> they might be the pants off type of person because they've yeah. got their clothes off. <laughs> Where have you been all night? <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't go up there like fully dressed in like your jeans and a top. You have, do you have to kind of like... Get dressed it. down. Yeah, we, we, we encourage explain. people because the locker room is the, like the first thing you see when you get to the top of the stairs. So it's <laughs> kind of like as you move through this room, just, just robe a little and then yeah. keep going to the play areas that you, you plan to go to. 
God. Yeah, we, we have the top floor and the, the bottom floor for us as well. We kind of tell people to dress down. So we've got a BDSM level down below. And I guess it's kinky. You can kind of dress up in like leathers and like latex and stuff. Oh. However, we try and get people to dress down in these areas. So people feel a little bit more comfortable while playing. Yeah. Got it's it. not like hard and fast. It's like if, if you don't dress down, we're going we're gonna to drag you up on <laughs> your collar. Uh, it's just something that we encourage that people do. And most people are happy to just, uh, even if they just take their shirt off or their top off or something like that, yeah. not fully naked, but yeah, just something where it's not like you're a in a suit with a top hat. And, <laughs> you know. How many people do you know around the top hat? I'm waiting for the Monopoly man to come in. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'd have to buy some new undies. I feel like I'm just like full of nana undies. I'd like <laughs> down and no one would want to root me. <laughs> no, some people sometimes wear bikinis as well because bikinis are becoming so sexy lately. Like the thong yeah. bikini is such a killer, and I'm like, I'm happy. Like you go to the beach, and it's almost equally as a turn on as it is going into like a swingers club now. Yeah, so true. Wear no undies at all. That's also an option. That <laughs> just yeah. No, nobody's gonna. Nobody's throwing shade for that. <laughs> I have to do that surely, honestly. <laughs> So bad. Um, yeah, and then so back to the – so you obviously said the locker room, the secret, mm-hmm. like, rooms, and then the, there's the orgy room. So how many people – what's the max amount of people that could have an orgy in there at once? Ooh, I-, I don't know that number, <laughs> but there is a number I've seen and it's quite full. This is on one of our New Year's Eve parties. I counted, like, yeah. around 52 people. What? Yeah, because there's, there's no four beds up there. <laughs> You're like, holy <laughs> moly. It was packed on packed. Okay, so can you, like, explain how that would logistically work? Like, if you look into that room, what what are people doing? Like, is someone, like, you know, on the spit and then someone's, like, you know, giving someone head? Like, give me, give me like, a visual. Pretty much. It's like you look around and every space is fulfilled with some sort of different sexual act. So Every space is filled. Phrasing, <laughs> Jess. <Jeff. laughs> Sometimes I get it. Sometimes I don't. Uh, um, but like there's couches that we have up against the wall. We have the beds up against another wall. You've got little like spare spaces where people stand. And like a lot of the times guys or girls can stand and somebody can go down on them. Spit roasting is a big common thing in the club because, yeah. you know, you're utilizing the space, but kind of in like a central location. And then you can maneuver around like somebody can slip and slide everywhere. Um, but Yes. Yeah, you can see all sorts of acts, like in, in diff- people in different phases of of uh, coitus. <laughs> oh. they, yeah, I mean, one of my favorite ones I saw. This wasn't on a, on that particular night, but like it was a partic- it was a busy night where there's a there's a large walking area between the shower and the first bed that you can come in uh, that you can come into contact with. But people decided there wasn't enough bed space, so they all were on the floor, just kind of in a big ring. Now all connected <laughs> to each other by at least one person, just in a big circle on the floor, just like one was giving a blowjob, one was human giving, centipede. Yeah, <laughs> sexy human centipede. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just lots of blowjob, doggy going down on a going down on a chick. Oh, it was like humans wow. can get very creative when they're very horny. When I felt bad, I had to step sort of through the circle to pick up some glass. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh my god, Lawrence. There's a bit of clean up. Sorry about this. <laughs> and yeah. what about like, do you know anyone that's come and then has ended up dating someone that they've met there? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I even know of a couple who have gotten married. Really? Yeah. Our manager actually um, was their MC. I'm oh, okay. one couple. Oh, okay. Maybe we're thinking of a different couple. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, I know of a couple where they met at the club and yeah, they're now married. Epic. Oh, that's so nice. cool. Yeah. And can you explain, I've, I've, I'm like, I need to look at my questions because I'm just kind of boring <laughs> them and like free flowing here. So wh- another question is like, what's the upside down pineapple? I've, this is the second time someone has brought this to my attention no, wait, I've in two days. This. I have answered this. I answered this on like swingers terms that people wanted to know. Give me a second. I don't remember what it was because I'd never heard of it. And we've been in the Lysol for over 10 years and we still don't know what this I've is. I've never heard of this upside down. Upside. Well, it sounds rather painful. Well, I don't want no, that. it's on sex <laughs> Isn't it? I've a got it. Yeah. Or something? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like kind of the sock on the door handle kind of thing. Yeah, it's, the- it's like some secret, um, secret way of telling people that you're a swinger. Yeah, right. Interesting. But, but, but to be to tell you, 
tell you the truth, Kat, I don't know where this has come from. It, it might be old, it might be new, because I've heard different, two have different things about how to non-verbally indicate to the wider population that you're a swinger. The, one mm-hmm. of them was a, I've got one, a black ring. Like you wore a black ring on any finger except your middle finger. Or your wedding ring. Um, no, your wedding ring could count. Oh, okay. And that would indicate to people if you were a black swinger. So when you're Bank West swinger, came out with their little black ring for uh, the payment card, uh, the payment ring thing, I was like, ooh, I want a Bank West in there. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're a swinger in there. Like, what's that? Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> there's, been, there's been a number of things that that. over the years that I've heard of that, that yeah. are I'm Is there a swinger. Uh, off the top of my head, I feel like, oh, I can't recall it right now. What is it? I can't recall the other thing. No, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I know there was something else where it's like you you said something in particular or you sat somewhere. I don't know. I can't There's a, I think it's also changed so much because of the way that we're growing as like a generation where it's more accepting to just say it rather than having to give off these like clues or like hints. It's just... You know, when people ask, you know, what are you sexually into? It's such more of a normalized conversation and it's not so taboo to be like, oh, I like to fuck other people with my partner. And people kind of still get a bit shocked, but it's not as like shocking as it used to be like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's moving away from non-monogamy to ethical non-monogamy is the the space we're trying to get to where people are sort of like, I mean, I can remember a time was just that it felt like if you told your mates, as a guy, they, they, you're having an affair. They'd be like, oh, that's cool. But if you said, I'm a, we're, we're in a open, open relationship. non-monogamous relationship together, like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's, I could like, never let my partner it's do kind that. Of, we're still sleeping with other people. We're just, one of us <laughs> doesn't know about it kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And like, what about for someone who doesn't live in Sydney and they want to get into swinging, but they're just not really sure how to find out or go about it? Like, what would you recommend? Uh, Google is your friend. Google (laughs) knows everything and does not judge. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, adult dating sites are a really great platform to interact with others. Uh, There is Red Hot Pie, uh, which is Australia-wide, and they've got a few great things on the website that let you know where, like, meetups are or, uh, you know, certain, like, parties that are happening throughout the week. Or you just connect with other people's profiles and meet them one-on-one type type deal. Yeah, and um, if you even feel like it, you can jump on the Our Secret Spot member page and you can interact with people there. I know we've had couples who are from, like, Queensland and they've being like, hey guys, we're coming to Sydney or we want to do something up in Queensland and people sort of make their meets from there. Oh my God, fun. Yeah. So yeah, so Google. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. I think like, because I, I looked into one a while ago on the Gold Coast and then I looked at the pictures and it just looked fucking scary. But <laughs> it just didn't, it looked like it had, it was really stale vibes and I was like, I just cannot imagine going there and meeting anyone. Like, yeah, I have found, especially when Lawrence and I were opening the first original club, when we were doing some re- research into the clubs, it felt very outdated, kind of your old pub that you walk into and there's that seedy guy in the corner with his beer and his mates and he's like, pulls your skirt up with a stick and you're like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is fucked. <laughs> um, so we definitely tried to aim for a more female-centric, mm. um, sensual venue and I'm I'm hoping it's still quite similar. Yeah. It's still that. Yay. <laughs> I feel like the ones I've seen are like RSL kind of energy and like yeah, yeah. only that, but like if you like got your vagina anywhere near the carpet, you'd probably get like mold on your pussy or something. <laughs> or you'd slip off the couch because the leather hasn't been cleaned for a while. Oh, I always get scared to like sit on anything that's kind of looking sticky or wet and I'm like, oh, I don't need to get this quit. I yeah. love that phrasing now. I wish I'd, that's great. I can, can I use that? RSL energy? <laughs> RSL energy. Fuck, It's so bad. And then like how, oh yeah, I'm just sorry. I'm just like looking through my questions to make sure I haven't asked you any, but I'm not wearing my glasses. So I'm like trying to squint at the, at my questions on the screen. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> um, so... Is there a certain lingo or language that's attached to swinging? Yeah, there are some lingo, little nuanced little things that swingers use. Uh, lifestyle is one. Like people go, are you in the lifestyle? I'm in the lifestyle. It's just like, 
What is that? Uh, sorry? Well, so people people identify as being a swinger or saying, are you in the lifestyle? Um, people like to use the word lifestyle or lifestylers uh, to identify what type of, I guess, non-monogamous activities they're doing. Yeah. Oh. One of the, uh, some of the others is like, I mean, the most commonly used is like full swap and soft swap is like mm. to kind of identify what type of couple or how you, you play. Uh, so Soft swap is a basically anything up to and including third base to use to use that uh, phrasing, uh, and full swap is hitting the home run. Like we, we do, <laughs> so if, it's, if a couple was to say, "Oh, we're soft swap only," and we go up to like maybe only um, hand job or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you're a full swap couple, would say, "Yeah, we're happy to swap partners and have sex with different people and whatnot." Wow, I didn't know that. That's so yeah. interesting. Soft yeah. And full swap. Wow, I'm really learning heaps. <laughs> and then what I guess like, I mean, probably more of a question for you, Lawrence, but like what got you into swinging originally? Uh, I mean, for, for the longest time, I think I was always had a predisposition towards it. I just didn't realize or know how to sort of articulate it when I was growing up as or more like going through puberty. I didn't experience like the jealousy of like, you know, I'd have a girlfriend and like, you know, other, other guys would talk to her and like people would go, oh, you should be jealous over that. So it doesn't, doesn't annoy me. It doesn't make me jealous. Uh, and it wasn't until I sort of cultivated that sort of thought and feeling that it actually like realized that it turned me on uh, and then just oh. sort of embracing that. Yeah. Uh, and then it was uh, through, through a previous partner of mine. So it's just through conversations and little things said to each other over the years when, when, we, were, when we were going out about, fantasizing about introducing other people into our, into the bedroom. Uh, and then one day it just kind of, we just said to each other, you know what, do you want to actually bring someone else into the bedroom? And then we went to go to get an erotic massage together and that was fun. And then that was it. Uh, my partner, she was off and then started looking up swingers clubs, hit Google, found some. And then we went to one of those. It was going to be no sex. We're going to do the, we're soft swap only couple. And then, on the first night, it was full swap. Everything was, <laughs> the wheels came off. <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, and that was, and that, and the rest is history. We just started getting really into it. Um, and it was just kind of this, this sort of, uh, I, I don't know, like this, it was being scratched, but not in like a, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just the, the, the Pandora's box was open. My mind felt like, I was like, ah, oh, I finally feel like, this is something that I belong to because I couldn't articulate it before and I didn't realize that there was a whole community out there that also felt the same way. That's awesome. Yeah. And how, like, so how old were you when you like fully, excuse me, fully got into it? Uh, I think it was 25, 26. Yeah, cool. Somewhere around there, yeah, just... (laughs) I know. So people go, that's so young. So it's like, yeah, it is. It is young. And like, you know, some people don't find it till they're much older in life. Uh, but yeah, it was just, yeah, as I said, it was just a, it was just a, a dawn awakening. Just like, ah, oh, this <laughs> makes sense. Here so, I am. This is where I belong. Yeah. So like, what was the first experience like? Like, was it scary? Like who approached the other person? Like, how did it kind of run? So we went to, for our first swinging experience, we went to a club, not obviously the club that we have, but this is a different venue. Uh, and we read up on the rules and, you know, what the etiquette is about the venue. And we got to this place and there was another couple there that we kind of, hmm, they're, they're attractive. And then I think we kind of just like gave each other the eyes across the room. And, we, and then my partner, she was quite like uh, forward. She just goes, let's just go sit next to them and talk. And I go, okay, I think, I think that's what happened. Who knows? Maybe they can't to us. I mean, I'm remembering it wrong. And then, yeah, started having a chat. We probably talked for about half an hour, having, having drinks in between. And then I think they just said, would you like to go downstairs and check it out? And so I was like, okay. We're looking at each other like, this is happening. <laughs> oh, God. It's so weird because, like, I've had quite a few threesomes. And, like, when I've told my girlfriend, mm. like. What, what type? Both. I've had, like, two guys and also a girl and a guy. Yeah. And when I was talking to my girlfriends that, like, haven't had threesomes they're like but wasn't it fucking awkward like how did you how did it start like yeah the last one I had they've actually all been like it's just never weird like you think it would be but it just it hasn't ever been a weird thing so like I don't know I was like the last one I had I was seeing this guy and 
it was actually with one of my best girlfriends and both of them hadn't had a threesome before. And I was like, Oh my God, it's so fun. And we like had it got like kind of got on it together and having a big night. And then we were all talking mm. about it through the night. And then at like 4am. <laughs> it's always after two, something yeah. naughty happens. You're like, mm, when you say something sexy, just like throw it out there and just be like, so I think you look really hot in your lingerie. And like, that's always my move. I'm, if I want to sleep with a chick, I'm like, babe, come here, come try some lingerie on with me. That was, that was always my move. I'm like, come, come try some lingerie with me. And then I'm like, how sexy does she look with my partner? And I'm like, come, let's fuck. I love it. I just was like, I want you guys to kiss for me. And then like. Love that. (laughs) You're like the full puppeteer as well. You're holding them. You're like, come on, do it, do it. Come join the dark side. (laughs) Right now you kiss me. And then it just like next Mm. minute like fully all hooking up so yeah that was really fun um and I've enjoyed it every time I have like I haven't ever been like awkward or anything after which is awesome um yeah and something like like friends friends and you've known them for for a while and this is sort of or is it they they're newer friends or one's newer um one of them was like a newer friend, but like, she's one of my best friends now. And yeah. like, she's, she's just, just cause I've like moved a little bit. Um, mm. yeah, I wasn't like close though when I was younger or anything. Like, I feel like I couldn't ever, I couldn't do, do that with like one of my primary school friends or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Get your pussy away from me. But like, it just kind of happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. So no, I've, I've always found it like fine, but like everyone's always kind of questioned me and like I know my partners had like quite a few threesomes and stuff before so we've we've yeah. both kind of been like do we do it like do we go like see what it's like? <laughs> yeah. like, you guys should yeah. come to the club and come dip your toes in like come come you have a little look around in. no There's but like together like, like come have a look around the club and scout somebody a, out come <laughs> to put a foot in cap you've got a toe now a foot <laughs> oh, like I'd love to like go to one and then do a podcast on like my experience and mm. yeah about like how my, my first, um, you know, vibe to swinging. So yeah, like it's, I, I mean, I think it's something we will eventually do. It's just, we're, we're still very much in our honeymoon phase. So it's like, yeah. you know, we're not itching for it. Maybe, maybe like the two year mark when we need to spice it up a little bit, but <laughs> so no, I know the feeling. yeah, fully. So do, do you guys both still swing? Like, would you like get involved on a Saturday night or are you purely just there working? Most of the time we're working, but yeah, I mean, I, I have a, I have a partner and we do occasionally play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of these things. It's just like, like everything else in life. Sometimes you just got to, you don't have time. <laughs> it's like, oh God, I want to go to a party, but I'm working and obviously yeah. running the club. I'm working most Friday and Saturday night. So it's and like, it, we it gotta, takes priority for us. Like it's our baby. So we kind of, even when we want to play, it's sort of like you, this comes first. Um, but both Lawrence and I are very good at making sure each other get like a weekend off so then our partners and ourselves can actually enjoy either a weekend away from the club and go interact with other couples or singles or basically interact at the club if um, we take our work head off. (laughs) Lawrence is exceptionally bad at it and so am I. So it's always good for us to find a fuck away from the club, unfortunately. But not to say, like it's it's good. And to answer your question, yeah, we, we both still are most definitely in the lifestyle just in different elements in different ways. There we go. I'll get the lingo like at the end of the episode. Okay. So question. And so fine if you're not comfortable asking. So you obviously were dating, you're not dating anymore and you both have mm-hmm. your own partners now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Lawrence and I were together for eight years. Eight years. I'm the guy in the relationship. I wore the pants. I'm so terrible at this. Um, so we were together for eight years um, and I found that we kind of, drifted away from each other or I guess we both found that we drifted away from each other and um, at the same time we sort of found other partners and have been with those partners for almost two years or at least for me it's almost two Mm. Um, and I think it's quite similar for Lawrence and his partner as well so I mean we're all friends we all know each other and like we've known each other for pretty much the same amount of time as um, Lawrence and I have known our partners so it's been very handy so they're, and they're both into um, the lifestyle. <laughs> so I got and they're, they're um, lifestyle too. So my partner um, had no idea about the lifestyle. I met him actually off Tinder. Um, and we, 
Tinder, the, the best dating site ever. And um, we, whoa, whoa, whoa! No free ads. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it was really, really cool. So we went on a date, and um, at the time I was still with Lawrence, so I'd explain the whole situation, and he was very um, new, and he still is very new to it. So we um, obviously still do a lot to do with swinging, but um, currently it's more um, at his level where it's a little bit um, less active I guess which is perfectly fine with me we do more like swinging together so we're not in an open style relationship it's more the swinging style where we always play together and stay together yeah right um so so like it's like if someone's like kind of more new to it you're not going to catch them in the 50 person orgy room <laughs> no. like sometimes you, you never know what the new people are like yeah that's the newbies right. will surprise you <laughs> I'd come to the club and like turn it into a fucking mosh pit, like just <laughs> just drop them in the middle. Some of our, some of our most wild parties are newbie nights where they just because I feel like we do a lot to like sort of encourage it. on newbie nights. We give them a talk about What's how it to on newbie nights. So we have a newbie. A, 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 yeah newbie night. Yeah, we have a, an event newbie night every other every week. Every night. Yeah. And we do a lot of like work. We do an intro talk at the start of the night for about thirty minutes and we do a lot to try and set them up for like how to have the best time mm. and how to prepare themselves as a couple of, uh, and what to do afterwards. And I feel like that gives them this sort of, I don't know, it's, it's almost like we now have the space now to like just let rip because we've, we've covered all these fundamentals and basics and we can just go for it. Uh, yeah, no. So those nights can surprise you in terms of like, you know, like these are all new people. They always seem to surprise us with being the first people to start action too. Cause I think we've had all the discussion taken out for them. So they end up starting the night off a lot quicker than most regular nights because I think they just sort of go, okay, we can do this. So let's go do this. Like there's no like hold back for them. Then there's no chill. They're just like, let's jump into this. Let's bang it out and yeah. get on it. <laughs> think normally people would like kind of come in and then like you know maybe is there an opening time yeah we open at 7 p.m on friday and saturday nights yeah right so like maybe from seven till nine people are like having a few wines and chatting and then like mm. is it kind that's, of ramp up it that's generally the time it's uh, we, we do encourage people to come in as early as possible so we have most of our entry between seven and eight thirty mm-hmm. uh yeah and then from there it's yeah they've had the social time they've met some people they're ready to go upstairs and get freaky. Love it. Yeah. That's awesome. And then Lawrence is your, how's your partner with the whole um, lifestyle? Uh, we met at the club. So she, oh. she, 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 <laughs> she knows what's going on. It would have been a, a bit of a harder <laughs> sell. It's just like, Oh, by the way, I uh, own a swingers club. Um, Hello. And uh, I do media appearances and uh, I work with my ex and it's, <laughs> yeah, so like, it been a- they feel about you guys you like use oh my god I can't use my words but like <laughs> being in a relationship and being business partners and now obviously not like they're sweet with that I think like you know you you kind of see how the relationship is like between Jess and I where it's mm. it's not like it's we're very amicable like yeah we're, we're not like friends. having like this lovers quarrel quarrel yeah, yeah. and like That's you know good. it's like talking about like you, you know what I mean like when you when you hear like they cliche like the exes like not getting along and it's like why, why would I want to be around this this is awkward and yeah, yeah so. and we, we both made this decision together to end the relationship and obviously continue the business and we, we're both adults and we both know how to make things work but Lawrence and I at the end of the day were friends from the beginning so it's you know we have so much love for the business itself I think we just put more of the love into that and just grew as friends and, you know, we all, all four of us still kind of do events together because, you know, they're our partners and they're supportive of everything we do. And we're all hanging out together and they have to chill and be by themselves in Lawrence and I have to do some OSS style stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever like root each other? <laughs> no. no, like, like no. no, that just seems awkward. Sorry. Yeah, then, then it'd be awkward. We have an awkward situation. Yeah, that like, would be. Does that get awkward? Yeah, it got awkward. Yeah, it, it would be awkward because yeah, we just no. I know that anyone listening would be like, but do they root? Like, I, I just. <laughs> have to go there. No. Um, and what about like, what about jealousy with like when people come to the club and stuff? Like, do you notice anyone ever getting jealous or like, do you ever, have you known any couples that have had issues yeah. with thinking they could be into it and they're actually not? 
it does happen. Yeah, like being totally honest, yeah, sometimes it does end in a, a fight or some tears, people leaving the club. And it's not always what a lot of people think, oh, the, the woman is dragging, uh, the man is dragging the woman along. And it's just like, they can, it's, it's kind of equal in terms of who, you can't, yeah, pick, you can't pick who's going to, who's, who might crack on a night. Um, and it does happen. Look, sometimes you might be thinking, I'm going to try it. And then you see it and you're just not, you're not up for it and you can't handle it. That's fine. And you just realize that it's not for you. So mm. we just ask that people just be mindful of other people's experiences. If you're having a bad one, just sort of maybe take it outside or. Of course. If need, yeah. If you need to leave, just sort of just do so quietly. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then like, what about like, you know, trust, communication and boundaries within the swinging community? Like, you know, how important is all of that? And like, you know, how would one kind of, I guess, communicate their boundaries if they're coming into a space like this and not make it awkward, I guess. Yeah. This, this is part of the talk that we give on newbie night where it's, and that's the the very first point is uh, consent, communication. communication and boundaries. So making sure that you, one, know what you're comfortable with, either as a single or as a couple. So you, you're unified uh, and then being able to just sort of, like you said, we give them the space that like, it's okay to say, no, I'm not interested. These are my boundaries. Uh, mm-hmm. We need to have a chat or to excuse ourselves. So they have this understanding that inside these walls, that kind of speak or way of communicating is normal and acceptable. Mm-hmm. And it gives them this sort of, uh, I guess, a sense of freedom that they can say, you know, someone hits on them. Hey, would you like to go upstairs? Mm, no, thank you. I'm, I'm okay. And it's like, and I was like, okay, thank you, bye-bye. And, it's just, and it's, we just move on. We're all adults. Like, we don't have to get hung up on it. Cool. Uh, so that kind of – and then consent and boundaries, like physical boundaries, is like we, we drum it into everyone that comes in here. So it's like don't think just because you're in a swingers club, it's a free-for-all. Everyone has their own boundaries. You need to ask for explicit consent before you touch anyone, mm. especially in a sexual manner. You need to wait for the yes. You don't get the yes and then something bad happens and then it's just like it's it can ruin the night it can ruin the night but we, we do find especially with people in the lifestyle um communication is a lot more um stronger yeah stronger because i think because it's so such a difficult path to navigate if you've never done it before so the more you talk the better it becomes and also because consent is such a big thing within the lifestyle like even simple things i'm like hey lawrence can i touch your arm as much as that seems weird to do that in just a normal mundane lifestyle, it, doing that in the swinging lifestyle can kind of give you that um, verbal, um, what's it called that you always say, verbal um, sexual vibe. So kind of like you're flirting with them because you're like, hey, can I just touch your arm? And it's, you know, you can put a sexy spin on it rather than just being like, hey, can I touch your arm? Like it's, I'm like, how would I, hey, can you put your dick in me? Like, I'm like, take <laughs> your dick in me. Please. They're, they're, and I, I do talk about this in terms of like consent. Like they're, they're asking for consent for things is important, especially if you're making initial contact. Because I feel like once you get to a certain level, like, like I'd, I'd love to fuck. And it's just like, yeah, me too. Okay. When that is, we've, we've now achieved consent. Let's fuck. We don't need to talk about I'm going to put my left we don't need a blow by blow. I'm being, I'm being silly for, for the sake of, a, yeah. for the face, sake of humor. But it, it can also be very sexy. Like I love it when a guy goes, I'm going to fuck you doggy. And I'm like, Oh yes, please. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the feedback we get is like, well, yeah. I'm like, fuck me, daddy. Fuck me. <laughs> That's so bad. If someone was like, "Can I fuck you, Dougie?" I'd be like, "No." (laughs) (laughs) You get really specific about the breed. You're like, "No, you must fuck me, Greyhound." (laughs) (laughs) What does that look like? (laughs) I've got the shower um, bench top in my head. I had like really great sex in a sauna one time with a little Mm. on it. Um, So I feel like that's that's what's got that in my mind for me. Yeah, um, that's kind of the size of that bench, yeah. Sauna wasn't on, by the way, because that would be fucked. Yeah, that'd be hard work. I would die. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, okay, wait, let me just look through. Um, me having to, like, literally squint at the screen. Um, I've, like, literally asked you so much. <laughs> that's all right. It's fun to ask questions and to hear new things. Oh yeah. Okay. So what kind of things do you hope for the swingers of our secret spot to take away from their experiences? Uh, an enhanced relationship, I think is the, probably the, 
the biggest thing or like even if, if you're a single just to sort of an enhanced understanding of yourself as a person mm-hmm. uh, I know that sounds a bit like corny and sort of uh, I don't know Cheesy. lovey-dovey but it, it really is it's like it, like the best experiences, uh, the best feedback we get is from couples that say, yeah, okay, Eliza, coming in here, meeting some people, having some hot sex is great. And that's, you know, when you're here, that's part of the fun. But like as a couple, you know, who you might be a new couple, you've been, or you've been a couple for, for a long time. And then having that sort of, it brings you closer because that, that experience that can be so intense, there can be so much going on. And sex is just obviously, you know, we're sexual creatures and having that experience together with, different people really builds brings a a, yeah, builds a relationship that takes it to another level that you just like can't uh, replicate with, with other activities like, I don't know, golfing bodies. <laughs> <laughs> like singing is, singing is basically a magnifying glass for your relationship. So it just amplifies everything already inside the relationship, but in a sexual and communicative way. Yeah. No. Awesome. And then like the, I know, I know you kind of said, touched on it before, but I didn't really like ask you any more questions around it, but you said there's a lower level that's BDSM. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, uh, yeah we have a third level for our, for the club. <laughs> it's, it's literally the dungeon and it's in the dungeon of the, of the building. Uh, and it's a red room, like all the lights are red. It's, uh, it's got rope suspension points and harnesses, uh, so places where you can like tie people up to. It's a very vanilla style BDSM room. Like there's nothing really like out of this world crazy down there, but it does give the vibe of, you know, the Fifty Shades of Grey, that sort of style where you're going into that sexy red room because a lot of the play and activities that are happening within the club aren't going to be your advanced levels of BDSM. A lot of them are quite vanilla and especially for swingers who want to try BDSM stuff, it's not like, it's not super intense, it's more like spanking or like, sexy massage and then you know those sexy masseuse fucks you like that sort of style is your kinky stuff so we've we've based it around things like that there's another term maybe you might not use but we use vanilla a lot yeah vanilla is anyone not us (laughs) vanilla are like the muggles of the muggles yes they're the muggles yeah and what do you reckon the most popular room in the club is like what do you reckon I mean other than the PG level the orgy room the orgy room the orgy room really yeah it's, it's good for both your voyeurs and your exhibitionists. Like you get people who want to go up there and put on a show, but you also get the people who want to be like the peeping toms and have a little spy and have a little look and then use that um, sensual energy and take it to, to the private rooms. Yeah. My favorite is like you're walking <laughs> into the orgy room and you see a couple, they're not, they're not um, participating, but they're standing back a little bit from everything that's going on. And, you know, usually the guy is taller. So he's sort of standing behind his partner. And, but you can see, like, if you're looking closely, there's a hand, like, around, one is around <laughs> her waist and the other's a little bit lower inside the underpant line. And you see, she's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And, and I'm just like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I can see right through this. Yeah. And then what about, I know you said something about the no phone policy. Like, do you take people's phones at the start of the night and then they get them back at the end or what's the vibe? Um, no. So basically we, uh, we explain to people that we have a no phone policy within the venue. However, we do understand there are some couples who have babysitters and need to get to their phone. So we have a phone section right at the front of the club where you can be on your phone to check in with babysitters or parents or whatnot. Um, However, we do ask on the tours that people leave their mobile phones inside their lockers. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just, I guess, an uh, what's it called? A Something policy. Self-policing policy. Self-policing policy. Um, we, we do find that people are very conscious of making sure their phones aren't around them because at the end of the day, they also don't want to be photographed or shown inside the middle of a sex club. So you know, they're very um, conscious of that for other people as well. Yeah, I think that'd be like such a big fear is like, yeah, someone taking a photo or a video of you and then suddenly it's everywhere. It's like, how do you, yeah. like, you've got yeah. you're gonna have some way to stop that, I guess. Oh, exactly. So, um, but we, we do find like people are very good with that. And um, the ones that who do need their phones are generally the people right at the beginning saying, hey, look, I've got a babysitter. I need to check in or whatnot. And we're like, yep, that's completely fine. Just please. Either they leave the phones with us at the front desk or they just come down. They're like, oh, I just need to check my phone real quick. Oh my God. Imagine like, just like leaving your babysitter to look, to look after your kids being like, we're just going out. <laughs> no. 
little. Only dad are going out to fuck. <laughs> we'll be it back soon. It happens a lot, and they've got to be, and then sometimes like the partners, uh, particularly the woman, she's like she's gone out in a dress, but she's dressed down to something, and she goes, "What did I arrive in?" Uh, because I've changed from lingerie to something else. I was like, I don't remember. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> we have no idea. And she's Which like, heels oh. did I have on? Did I have my mumsy heels on or my sister heels on? You had the mumsy heels on. Yeah. Oh, my God. And what do you th- think, like, the craziest thing you've ever, you've seen is, like, what do you, like would be the most wild thing that's gone on other than the 50-person orgy? Oh. I don't know. I don't this is always a hard question. Yeah, nothing's crazy for what us. What we anymore. see every weekend <laughs> would probably blow most people's minds, and we're just like, "Nah, that's another orgy. Goodbye." <laughs> what would be like what you see most weekends? A lot of couples interacting either as soft swap couples where they're just playing, like the girls are just playing, or they're only touching each other and going down on each other, or um, pretty much. A, couple swapping like it's kind of 50 50 i find with that sort yeah. of thing um this is why we have our own podcast because we share stories about what we see in the club month to month like because we got a, some of this stuff it's like we want to tell people. we want to we want to tell people we want to remind ourselves what we see i mean like you know we you know in that room that we talked about with the one-way mirror it's sort of we've seen probably i don't know one of the stories was just like, like you five know, guys yeah and there was like five one guys girl. one girl and she's in the swing and just getting swung, swung around, around. <laughs> Like there's getting, heaps of crazy just things getting that happen. Filled in every hole that you can think of. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. And she, yeah, and just like yeah. It. There's lots of lots of um, creative ways that people find to fuck inside the venue. So we just make sure we try and <laughs> remember them in our little noggins and um, speak about them in the potty. Yeah. I think like the, the most craziest things we see is just the the amount of people in that audio room every weekend, just in some kind of state of fucking. I love it. Yeah. And what? I didn't know you guys had a pod. What's it called? Uh, So it's just called Our Secret Spot, the podcast. Very simple, very sweet. Um, It is sweet. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. No, it is good. I actually um, had somebody recognize me from the podcast rather than from the website. And they're like, oh, your voice sounds familiar. And I was like, oh, the high pitched squeal. That's me. (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Our latest episode just dropped today. Well, when we're recording this, I'm oh, not yeah. Sure when you're <laughs> yeah, like might, this might not be out for a few weeks, but um, yeah. I'm oh, so kind of thing this season where I record episodes in advance, so I'm not like scatterbrain every week where I'm like ah. So yeah, we got to start doing that. We do review podcasts, so we like at the end of the month we talk about the month that's just gone, so we can't record that in advance because yeah, no, the, of the things haven't happened yet. Um, yeah. yeah. But maybe the guest podcast we should record in advance. Anyway, sorry, we're just talking about things. <laughs> no, no, I love it. Like, yeah. And I guess, like, you know, is there anything else I, that I haven't asked that, like, people commonly ask you or anything? Not really. Like, I feel like we always scan over the basics. And Lawrence and I, over the years, have kind of worked out how to incorporate everything we want to mention or at least advocate about the lifestyle. But unless there's something on your brain. Um. I, I think there's one, there's something like, how would you bring this up with your partner or something like that yeah. is, is, a, a, is, is a question we get a lot. Uh, and it's just sort of, you know, for us as an establishment and obviously getting people here, bringing this up with your partner is a big thing. So we just sort of, Jess has a really great way of saying it where it's, if you are bringing something up, you've got to give that person the same amount of time that you've been considering it or thinking about it. Uh, or at least a decent amount of time. Let's like say like you, you've been sitting there yeah, as an individual going, hmm, he's going to a swingers club. Oh, I've had some threesomes. I'd like to have a threesome. And six months later, you pluck up the courage to say something. Now your partner's hearing this for the first time. Now they might not have been thinking this at all. So they're just like, oh, it's a bit of a shock or they have a good or a bad reaction one way or the other. But just like giving them that time and space to think about it and then maybe opening the dialogue up again. So it's just been about gentle. Yeah. Uh, but it's also working to the lowest person. So if, you know, somebody's like, I'm only comfortable with touching and kissing, then you work to that level. You don't try and advance and, you know, be at level 10 and your partner's at level two. It's working as a team. Yeah. Also mm. having an honest conversation with your partner and, and yourself about like mm. why you want to do this. Uh, is it to is it to fix a broken relationship? Because if that's the idea, then it's not going to work because as just said before, swinging on the lifestyle is a magnifying glass. If it's good, it's going to make it great. If it's, if it's got cracks and holes, it's going to 
make them big like canyons. They're going to be uh, the ones stepping out at the end of the night. Today, so. Yeah, that's that's right. So if you're doing it, so I'd, I'd love to experience this with you. It's going to enhance our relationship and seeing you with other people makes me feel hot and yummy and uh, or I'd, I'd I like if you watch me with this, how does that sit with you? That Those mm. kind of conversations really are probably where you want to be aiming for mm. uh, rather than it's just like, um, you know, I'm just going to go out and fuck people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fully. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just got up my Insta just to like make sure there's any – Oh, no, I sent you a the I, I sent you a Venn diagram earlier when you asked about like the different types of like swinging and open lifestyles. Oh, I haven't, I haven't opened it yet. Lol, someone oh, wow. someone said, "Is there food there?" <laughs> oh, we do um, little yeah. snacks. Yeah, vagina. Food. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're sugar snacks. We have um just little chips and lollies, just something to like get your your blood sugars back up, like mm-hmm. get you going. It's not like we don't have um we don't have a buffet. We don't have. Yeah. We're not European, unfortunately. The European style swingers clubs have a big buffet full of food as well as a buffet full of people. Yeah, <laughs> Whereas, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a European. You can go thing. there and have a dinner. Yeah. And not have sex. Yeah, it's so interesting. (laughs) And then, like, you know, obviously there's clubs, but then, like, are there also, is there also, oh my God, what is wrong with me? Like, (laughs) is there also, like, private houses and, like, hotel suites and stuff that people do it in? Yeah, Yeah, people do have their own private parties, just like anything, like a house party kind of stuff, but just with the the swinging element. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's just kind of, that's more about, like, who you know. You'd have to kind of be in a sort of a circle of people to find those sort of events. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Someone asked, is there a bell or something to indicate when you can start having sex? <laughs> Ooh, no, we don't do that. There are some clubs that do yeah, do that. Though. There are they, clubs that tell you, like they ring the bell to get you to dress down. Like, it's not yeah. to say you have to fuck, but you have to dress down now. Really? Yeah, this is a club over in Amsterdam. It's like at 11.30, the bell rung and you had, you had to, to be, I meant gents had to be in at least underwear and women in lingerie. Yeah. Wow. Is there anything else like, crazy that happens in Europe that like we don't really do in Australia or you guys don't do? Man, the French don't <laughs> seem big on showers. <laughs> like the clubs that we went to, like they were, they were beautiful clubs. Yeah. But they was like, where's the shower? And yeah. it was like, there is, there is one. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's, um, <laughs> but there's so many people here. Like, that and also they do like a lot more opening hours than we do here in Australia. Like they will do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And mm. then have a Tuesday off. We'll have Monday, Tuesday, um, and Wednesday. Like they, they operate a lot more because they're a lot more liberated with the concept of it. Um, so it's not such a taboo thing. For Some them. of them have bed and breakfasts attached. Like yeah. you can actually stay overnight in we, booked accommodation, yeah. and then you get a little breakfast in the morning. That was a good experience. Lawrence and I experienced that one because we went over to have a look at all the European clubs to get some inspiration essentially. And we did a whole bunch of different ones where it was like half of it was a nightclub and it was like a massive dance floor nightclub, like a proper nightclub. And then you walked through this like tiny little alleyway and you went into like a maze of sex rooms. Like it was a literal maze. Like Lawrence, I lost Lawrence and some beautiful girl with glasses. I I walked off for it. Jess was in a playroom. She's just, I'm like, are you going to be okay here for a minute with these people? She said, yep. And I, was I, was like, like, I need to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. Yeah. Into the bathroom. And I was like, I have no idea where I'm going. I got lost. I was walking around in circles. I remember and the then, girl with the glasses came and found you and was like, Lorenzo, are you looking for Jess? And I was like, yeah, I think you don't worry. And I was like, oh, thank you. We were in Italy at the time. So he got called Lorenzo. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else that we have. Nothing really. Like we have some of them have pools, like full on. Really? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, like pools and spas and saunas and like whatnot. Like it feels very luxurious or very um hotel esque. Yeah, Playboy right. Mansion-y. Yeah, Playboy Mansion is a good word for it, actually. Oh, I love it. Well, yeah. I normally ask my guests at the end of each episode to give a little sex tip for the week. So mm. have a little sex tip you can give my listeners. Oh, you go first. Hmm, sex tip for listeners. Just the tip? <laughs> <laughs> um, As in a sexual act tip? It can be anything. Like some people yeah. like slow down. Some people like do this position, like it could be whatever you want. My sex tip is to orgasm at least once a day. Oh, 
yeah. either through sex or through a vibrator. Like I, my, <laughs> my dirty little secret is I carry a vibrator with me everywhere I go. Do you? Yeah, I have for the past like eight years. I always have, I have three of the exact same vibrator and all of them on rotation for charging. I've got one in the bathroom, one by my bedside and one in my handbag. And I'm always ready for an orgasm because an orgasm clears your mind, sets you up for the day or just like, especially when you're stressed and you have this angst, you you know, sometimes there's not a dick right next to you. So you just have to like, like zap it out. Yep. So orgasm a day keeps you happy. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and orgasm once a day for the next week. Do it. You'll love me for it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lauren? Hmm. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, my tip is don't be afraid to ask your partner or even if they're a new person what they actually like, like saying how, t- teach me how to do it the way you like it. Teach me how uh, to do it. It can be really hot and fun. Uh, I'm just sort of like doing, getting more into this about just like just coaching someone through or being coached on something through just to say, because I want to have fun. I want to see the other person have fun and let's like, mm. let's work this out together instead mm. of just sort of fumbling around with each other. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, the fumbling around is great and it's sort of exploring and it's fun, but it's just say, like, I want to give you like, so my partner and I was just say like, she goes, I want to give you the best hand job. How to teach me how you like your hand jobs. So we just sort of sat there and worked out. And she's like, that was amazing. That was fun. And I could see you enjoyed yourself. And I was just like, now show me how to do it to you. like communicating so important as well like you'd Mm. rather both enjoy it more and do that than you know not say anything and hate it yeah Yeah, 100 percent. that's right and not have your orgasm for the day so oh my god i know thank god i have a dick at home oh (laughs) hello (laughs) well guys it's been so great chatting to you i feel like i've learned so much and i cannot wait to release this episode so thank you so much Thank you. That was so much fun. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Good. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys love that as much as I did. And I will see you all next week. Cats Out of the Bag is proudly part of the Acast Creator Network. Special shout out to Rode Microphones for powering this episode. 